Hey, hey, what's up, everybody? Today is Wednesday, February 22nd, 2023. You're tuning in to Big Screens and TV Streams live from the Grand Forks Best Source Studios. I'm Dale. I'm joined along by two new, newly crowned champions. The champion to our left, which we'll touch on in a little bit. Mr. Victor, welcome. How's it going, guys? Hope you got your brain buckets on, because I got popcorn in mine. <laughs> and our uh, other uh, champion joining us again is producer Paul. And I'll be if people who tune into the video game show on GFBS Midwest Super Pixel Pros, he he re won, recaptured the Ultimate Pixel Pro Championship. Check out last week's show. I he kicked some butt in some intense Mortal Kombat rounds. And Victor was on like the Midwest Super Pixel Pros before that. You actually in a very daring move, you were all about it. You did the Nitro Gummy Bear Challenge. Yes. Uh, now yes. we've done that a couple times on the show. Not the gummy bear, but the chip mm. and like the blazing hot chip uh, and by the a different company. Now the gummy bear is actually like about nine times hotter than the chip. Mm. And people it's was like on our Turtles video game special. I think mm. the name of the show was like called Turtle Power from like uh two weeks ago. Yes. Victor you handled it like a champ. <laughs> How are you holding up, man? I'm holding up just fine. Uh, like I said, uh, that thing was as hard as a brick, and so glad that I brought milk with me. I brought enough milk. I made sure to remind you for sure. Oh, I forgot to bring milk. Are you good? <laughs> oh, yeah, I was fine. The only thing was is that it was hard to swallow it, so I just like took it, threw it in my mouth, and then swigged it back, and I'm like, yeah, I feel just fine. Yeah, I think maybe the fact that we had it in the studio for a little over the year maybe helped maybe tame it down a little bit, but I imagine it still must have felt it. I think we saw a oh, few no. a few uh, stray tears a little bit, but I don't blame you. You did way better than us well, with a weaker chip. No, actually, there was no like tears or anything. The only thing was is that um, when I put it in my mouth, uh, even the of how long it's been in here, it did not affect it whatsoever. Once I swushed it around in my mouth a little bit, because I was trying to swallow it, but I'm like, yeah, I'm going to need the milk just as well. But I didn't know if that was going to disqualify me from, like, the the clock or anything so no, i was like yeah I no in this milk. instance no we're like go for it man no <laughs> no shame where when trying out that super hot gummy bear so yeah make sure to tune and check it out it's like the last half hour of the midwest super pixel pro show on gfbs titled uh shell shocked or turtle power it's a teenage mutant ninja turtles mm-hmm. reference you'll see it so yeah yeah mate, that was unforgettable well done sir um so I figured we'd kick off the show. I, I did a little Facebook post on the GFBS page about a half hour before the show asking about what's your favorite movie soda? kind of curious if people are tuning in on the live chat. You can tune in on Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, Twitter. Join us in the live chat. We want to know your favorite soda you like to get at the movies. Are you a Mountain Dew person, Pepsi, Coke, Mountain Dew, Sprite? Uh, you know, I asked this because there was an interesting thing going on that kind of went into effect the last couple of weeks in the soda world. Uh, did you hear the PepsiCo's big move with one of their changes to one of their sodas? There was a well. There's a little bit. Like I know they were doing a promotional thing for like different tastings, uh, and I know they're still doing it. They did that for Pepsi, and they did that for Coca-Cola too. I don't know if they're still doing it now. Did you hear about one of their sodas they renamed? I didn't hear about they renamed it, but uh, what what did they rename it? Now? So Sierra Mist. Um, their long struggling competitor to Sprite, you know, from Coke. Oh, of course. Well, they tried changing. You remember they tried changing the name of Sierra Mist in 2016? Yeah. To like, I, I think it was Mist Twist. Yeah, I remember that. And yeah. That, that only lasted like about a year, maybe two years, and they're like, yeah, our sales have gone even worse. Mm-hmm. Back to Sierra Mist. So just uh, within the last month, they changed the name again. You want to guess what the name is now? It, or did you? Did either of you hear this? 
I had I didn't even hear like it's familiar that they now want to change it. So what they change it to now? It is now called just Starry. That's the name, Starry. What? Yeah. That's, so, what, that's what it is? So actually, I printed out a chart looking here. Popular uh, from USA Today, their soft drink U.S. market share. And you can see here, I mean, it's no surprise, Coke's number one, then Pepsi number two. Uh, 16% Coke has the U.S. Uh, market share of soda. And then what, Pepsi's 8.3%, then Mountain, know, Mountain Dew. That's, like, that's funny because I think I saw a Starry ad during the Super Bowl. And I was like, who's oh, that, that and how the heck do they have money to advertise during the Super Bowl? Right? Pepsi's going with that big, strong push. I always thought it was just Sierra Mist forever. I, I completely missed or forgot about the Mist twist. Uh, uh, Victor, pass those along to you. But yeah, it was, uh, um, you see, Sierra Mist is all the way at the bottom with like 0.2% of the U.S. market share. I was surprised that... It's like a little dot. Like, Sierra Mist is not even, not even on this chart. I was it's surprised like that... tiny dot. I thought Mountain Dew outdid Pepsi. I, well, maybe Pepsi did a little bit more of a comeback there, but just barely. But Pepsi has a little bit more market share than Mountain Dew. <laughs> Diet Pepsi is 3.3%. <laughs> yeah. That's funny. So I'm kind of curious, what's... What's your guys' favorite soda you like to bring to the movie theaters? Uh, for me, I'm personally, I, I got, depends if the theater serves Coke or Pepsi products. If it's Coke, then Diet Coke, or, you know, you know some of the AMC theaters, they got, like, the, the mix machine. You can add flavoring. If they got that, I like to add a splash of lime. And if it's Pepsi products, then I'm all about Diet Mountain Dew. So, yeah, those are my two go-to sodas. How about for you, Paul? Bush Light. I was going to say Bush Light is not a soda. <laughs> Bush Light. <laughs> All right. If it was, if they do not serve alcohol, what is it? I don't really drink pop unless oh. it's like a Morgan with Coke. No. Fair. Okay. <laughs> yeah, Morgan Coke's my favorite soda. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Good. Good. Good substitute. Yeah. Pop is just too. I used to drink Mountain Dew all the time, but now it's just too syrupy for me and sugary. I just can't. Yeah. I don't. I don't like it anymore. So That's if I am at the theater or something, I usually will go for. Like the Powerade or mm. something along those lines, Lem- lemonade. Oh, That's what I do. Yeah. Oh yeah, I, I hear you there. I yeah, I only. I'm not like a, how I was when I was a kid, like four or five sodas a day. But uh, maybe I, I have a can a day here at the studio, and then if I'm at the movie theater, usually either I get a coffee or or a, or a soda, just just out of ritual. You know, I'm getting popcorn or a pretzel. I gotta have that perfect complimentary beverage so yeah uh victor how about you um like paul i don't drink soda anymore uh actually it was after high school i just stopped completely and i didn't really want to do it anymore uh but that didn't turn me off of course forever i i I did take a few year break too in my 20s i was like yeah i gotta i gotta kick this (laughs) i i mean don't get me wrong i've had it before you know in my my early 20s but now i kind of just I don't do do it anymore. Uh, but it was root beer. Root beer was always my go to choice. Oh, very. It, it was so good, and it was like. Now, now I'm trying to guess off the top of my head if you're a mug root beer guy or a Barks root beer guy or A and W. A bit of both. Uh, so A and W has always been my root beer of choice. Uh, Mugs has always been there for me, of course. You know, uh, just because I mean you can't go wrong with the dog on it. Mm-hmm. I mean, because come on, it's mugs. But uh, at the same time, A and W, I've had it. I probably more than I think mugs a little bit, but I think both have kind of been there for me. So yeah, and there you go. Anyone that tune in the live chat, we want to know what's your favorite soda. All right, now one other news story. Unfortunately, this is a sad news story. Uh, there's an update on the Bruce Will- Bruce Willis health situation. Things kind of took a tune for the worse. If you remember, several months ago last year, uh, the family originally announced that he had a um, mental cognitive cognitive uh, disorder called aphasia. But now they di- recently diagnosed it's even more severe uh, dementia called fr- frontotemporal. 
coral dementia, or FTD for short. Uh, the family originally announced it, uh, uh, it uh, just recently, this last week, they announced the update on his health. And uh, I guess also Bruce Willis, he still has a lot of movies hitting video. He's uh. been, the last several years, he's been doing a ton of straight-to-video movies. Uh. And I guess he got a bunch of them in the can before all these diagnoses. Uh. I, I mean, I see the new release stands every week just walking by the aisles, and I'm like, well, another Bruce Willis movie? So I just thought I, I mentioned the last several that I've hit just within this last year. I've I seen a few of these because uh, a lot of these would hit DVD on Netflix, and they're just kind of basic action, uh, formulaic romps, uh. nothing great. And Bruce Willis usually has a small supporting role, and he's not even a major actor. But anyone see these? Paradise City with John Travolta. Uh, I'm like, oh, we're reuniting the Pulp Fiction cast. That could be interesting. Uh, I guess this is the last one in a trilogy, Detective Knight Independence. And then there's Fortress Sniper's Eye, Wire Room. And then next month, it's it's got a very generic name, but it's a movie called Assassin is going to be coming out with Bruce Willis. Mm. So I know it's a little bit of a fall from grace from Bruce Willis's A-list days, but... I'm always out for actors getting working support no matter what they do. As long as they have the passion for it, they like what they do. I don't care if it's top of the line or a step down from what they used to do. Uh, so, yeah, what, what do you guys make of all this? I think it's just Bruce Willis just doing what he loves to do despite the fact that this – I mean, if you know Bruce Willis, I grew up with Bruce Willis, so I know that th- this diagnosis didn't stop him one bit. I knew he was going to make more movies despite the fact that people told him to stop and of course being Bruce Willis as he is, he was just never going to. He was going to go whether independent route or just, you know, straight to DVD release, but he loves what he does, so you can't deny him of that. Yeah. Absolutely. Paul, a big Bruce Willis fan over the years. Well, back in the day, I mean, he was pretty good. I I haven't watched any of his new movies because they've all just been pretty garbage I think, fire as far as I'm, I'm say concerned. the last I could be wrong. There's probably one other one I'm blanking on, but uh, the last I want to say like major motion picture I remember him in was Glass from what was that 2018, 2019? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that was that was probably the last movie I liked him in. Yeah. Uh, all the other ones were just pretty just like yeah, straight to video just kind of yeah. just okay, nothing nothing it, remarkable. It, it, and it is sad, you know, to find out that he has dementia, yeah. but I can only just imagine like Bruce Willis in his mansion like Running from Hans Gruber. Probably. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, if you have to go, that would be... I mean, you, hate to, you hate to wish that upon someone, but that's, you know, just... Hey, that'd be... There's some something to take out of that. Well, I mean, you gotta remember, the guy had been in so many Die Hard movies. I mean, even... Uh, Could you imagine, have, like, going to his house, like, his daughter goes to his house, and, right. like, he's, like, hiding in the air vents? Right. Oh, <laughs> man. <laughs> I mean, yeah, you, you should make a joke out of it, but it, you, you, being that it's Bruce Willis, it is kind of funny. I can just see him just, like, with that lighter and be like, yeah, we'll get together. Go to yeah, actually, Thanksgiving dinners. I've <laughs> seen some athletes and other actors over the years that have things like Parkinson's, or, or, or dementia, and that's their way of kind of you know making light of it. You know, there's it's not they're not going to let them hold it down. They find a way to crack jokes and you know continue living life. Mm. And I continue to hope Bruce Willis, you know, nothing but uh, uh, many an infinite amount of well wishes to battle through this. So, um, one other quick news article to bring up. I saw this just the other day. Netflix is removing all the episodes of Arrested Development nice. from their service, which kind of was I partially understand and I'm partially mind boggled because. It's been a while. Uh, Arrested Development, its original run, first three seasons on Fox, it was like a big cult uh, following show. Big among critics. It uh, didn't really grab a huge following. First season, a little bit of a success, but then it kind of dwindled, and then Fox cut it off midway through season three. Then Netflix picked it up, and they did, I want to say it was like 2013, 2014, they did a, a new season reuniting the cast, but it was a weird. They only had the cast available for filming it at certain times. So all the episodes were like character-specific. It was pretty weird. Then they remixed the season where they they recut it 
to make it seem like all the actors were available in all episodes. And that's how I eventually watched it. I was like, okay, this is surprisingly well done. Mm. And then they did one more blow-off season. They did in two parts a few years later. And I thought Netflix, if they were going to drop it, you'd think they would still have the rights to the two seasons they funded and produced. But they're losing all five seasons altogether. Do you think this could spell certain doom for... Because uh, I think was it HBO Max picked up the rights to Gilmore Girls, if I remember right, and they continued to do new seasons of that. Not, and, not really, because Gilmore Girls had been around l- way longer than this show, and it had la- not only did Gilmore Girls was probably more successful than this show. This not only it expanded so many other seasons, but then it became a movie which people loved, and then it became another movie. <laughs> so oh, yeah. that doubled their prices more because Gilmore Girls was their saving grace the rest of development already had its problems not only just with filming but with jeffrey tamborn who was the patriarchal uh in the show and he had got charged for sexual harassment which probably didn't help matters either so they kind of had to cut ties a little bit just because when you said they filmed in certain areas that's the reason why they were like oh well they did the certain episodes and then when the fifth season was supposed to come out this scandal happened which also impeded his other show and it really didn't do anyone any all, maybe more behind the scenes drama more than anything yeah, i'm just did. worried if this sets a precedent no matter how popular the show if uh like services hbo max netflix hulu they pick up a show from cable or or you know like uh with uh super supergirl or, or changing networks that this could set a precedent they no longer have rights once contracts run up they have to drop all the episodes so well it's not even that they've been doing this for quite some time and it, it they made it pretty much a problem on itself when they did they did this with uh especially with marvel so when they had three netflix shows so that's daredevil jessica jones and of course iron fist and even luke cage so sorry that's four and shows punisher yeah and they had Pun- oh, and they had punisher too excuse me that's they had a decent little run for like three or four years yeah. yeah so they had all those shows and um when they had all those shows they then had a little trouble with of course marvel because when disney acquired the rights to all these which was very hypocritical beginning that they're a family-friendly network and these are very gritty shows yeah, i'm surprised yeah i think it was it wasn't in canada they're on hulu in canada yeah. yeah but i was like wow but when they debuted them on disney netflix that's when they actually allowed parental controls too yeah. so i was i'm still surprised seeing them on there yeah and that's why i was like okay well if you're a family-friendly network then why are you putting on these gritty shows because yeah. and of course because it's marvel that's pro- the only reason they have i guess so. i want to keep them all in one place which i get but we're gonna talk more about yeah. another marvel property the future segment to kick off the show here we're gonna be reviewing ant-man 3 but before we do that a uh, place we do not have a problem with and we absolutely love are our friends at the Southtown poorhouse where every day is a great day gotta make sure to stop in there for your favorite drinks and of course happy hour where it's buy one app get one half off every day from six to eight love steaks you will have to check out their amazing steak specials uh on thursday from five to eight and also three dollar burgers on tuesdays uh make sure to check out their website southtownpoorhousegf.com to find out when all the latest bands are playing i'm actually gonna be going there this weekend i'm a big fan of tripwire they're playing friday and then also this saturday is uptown always all kinds of bands coming there every weekend so every day is a great day at the southtown poorhouse they're located at 2015 library circle next to the grand cities mall Open Tuesday through Saturday from 4 to 2. And they're looking to hire, too, so make sure to stop in there to inquire about their employment opportunities. All right, so Ant-Man, Quantumania, or unofficially Ant-Man 3, the third Ant-Man film. Officially the first film to kick off 
Phase 5 of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Are you guys having trouble keeping up with them now? There's so many phases, so many films in each phase. <laughs> Not really. It's just the only thing is is I don't know where their direction is kind of going because they're kind of a little bit being random. But otherwise, I know what they're trying to at least accomplish for this one. So. so the plot for this one is Scott Lang and Hope Van Dyne, along with Han- Hank Pym and Janet Van Dyne, they explore the quantum realm... And they get there because it, it kind of kicks off in the modern day. There's a nice little five to ten minute opening modern day where Paul Rudd is just casually strolling along the street, big smile on his face. Everything's great. Mm. Life is great. Mm. Then you're just going to know things are going to just take a downward turn from there. And sure enough, they do. Oh, Paul Rudd's yeah. daughter, Cassie, shows off an experiment she's working on. The family winds up getting sucked back to, into the quantum realm and... It's interesting, too, because the family gets split up in two parts for a majority of the film in the quantum realm. It's like half the family um, is in one part of the quantum realm, and the other half is in the another. So you see, the interesting here, too, compared from the last couple of Ant-Man movies, the quantum realm in here, is it just me, or did you get the vibe they're going for more of a Star Wars feel for the whole, like, the CG, the special effects, the type of species they encounter there, like the cantina in Star Wars versus the bar they encounter here in Ant-Man? I'm like, I think they're trying to get some of that Star Wars rub with, like, the costumes, the special effects, and, like, the background scenery, like the deserty tattoo-y. No. Uh, cat- did, did you get vibes of that all, at all, or am I just making too much out of it? No, that, I'm sorry. I have to say this because the guy behind me, when I was watching the movie, he said, this too. It is nothing like Star Wars, ladies and gentlemen. Nothing. Just because Disney owns Star Wars and Marvel, that does not mean I'm they're not the saying same it, universe. I, I'm, I'm not saying they, they take place in the same universe oh, or no, they are one of the same. No. I'm just saying like it has like those similarities like by looks. No, no. And that's and I'm not like not obviously I'm not getting mad at you. I'm getting mad at the guy because I keep remembering him saying it in the back of my seat. I'm like, really, dude? Like, this is not Star Wars. We're not in that kind of theater right now. So I mean, it's it it kind of does look like the creatures. I remember my uh, friend Miss Nancy was like, well, they must have like fired some of the people on Star Wars, so they just hired them for this movie. And I'm like. Okay, maybe maybe you're right a little bit about it, but no, you're not. Because <laughs> it's like, no, this is not Star Wars. It's totally different. But I can see why people say that. But either well, way, I, I, I could see the similarity of it. You know, um, having the bar scene with you know uh, all these different creatures, and you know, I, I, you know, you can't even call them mutants or anything. They're just like different species of things. I Which mean, is basically like Star Wars does. What's yeah, but then they're not on an alien planet. They're on more of a. But it's I, like but, a microscopic run. But but by looks, apparently, like oh, these kind of remind me of the aliens they encounter in the Star Wars it, world. That's what, yeah. I, which, that's what I would say. Which, it's, it's almost like going into a, an alien planet in Star Wars. I can see you know, that. So that you got all these, but they also did the same thing in Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh yeah, yeah. Similarities, yeah, similar kind of like alien design from Guardians of the Galaxy too. I definitely could see that now. Yeah, even they went to the the one planet where you know they had the weird robot looking prostitute things and whatever that was going on there. But yeah, so um, I I still dug it. I'm not saying it's a bad thing that they have similarities. I I I thought it was a a nice new vibe. I I think you know Paul, uh, you and I both saw this movie together last week, and I think as it kind of went along, we're as we walked out, we're like. Hey, this is actually better than we both thought it would be. Yeah, I, I thought. I mean, I thought it was entertaining. There, there is one thing though. I mean, it was the same thing with like you know, Love and Thunder. Is they try to get a little too comical at points. You know, I understand it's entertainment, but 
like at, towards the like I thought it was really a really good movie. I thought it was entertaining, but towards the end, I'm like, really, you're just gonna kind of like ruin the movie with trying to do these stupid little campy jokes and. You know, like, what was it, Mor- Mordok? Is that his name? Oh, Mordok. Mordok. Oh, yes. Mordok, yeah. yeah. And yeah. he's like, I'm not a dick. You know, like, you just you just lost the scene with me on that one. Like, you could have made it way better, but yeah, you had to do try to do some stupid little humor thing in there. Oh, and, yeah. Well, yep. and, they ha- and they have to just because kids. I, they, I always thought the Ant-Man films are more family-oriented. I, mean, I think I mentioned that last yeah. week when we previewed yeah. it. So I, I was expecting a, a few, uh, you know, kid-family-friendly jokes. But that one, yeah, I'm with you. I thought they... Because when they first introduced that joke with the Modoc, and first off, awesome <laughs> rendition of Modoc, because yeah, he's been kind of like a long-running staple in like I think the X Men cartoon way way back, and he's, just like he's been always, an Avengers villain for so yeah. many years, yeah. And I'm surprised they brought him even in there. So I was like, okay, here we go. <laughs> so I, I guess before we go full force in there, people watching the video version of the show, you can see in the picture behind me, they got the new big bad for this movie, and I apparently from what I researched a little bit, he's going to be a more of a prominent force in the later mcu films kang the conqueror victor i want to know you're way more plugged into the comic scene with him i want to say i have vague loose memories of him in some of the comics but i wasn't like a big big uh know what uh don't know the full rundown on kang the conqueror what can you fill us in from your uh comic fandom so there's so many stories of him but i'll go just off like of maybe the, the basic 101 yeah yeah I'll, that's why i was like i want to go off the basic one so he fell in love with this this princess and unfortunately Unfortunately, he wanted to be with her, but his past selves, because he tried to destroy all his past selves and just to be the only conqueror of this universe. But when he went to a universe where he saw this princess and he fell in love with her, her father steadfastly refused against it. And when he saw this, he was trying to kill him, but then she jumped in the way and she basically took the hit. And that pissed him off so badly that he went back into another future so that his other self could go back and then relive that moment so that he could save her. But it was already too little too late. And so then he killed his past self so that he could be the only you know, version of himself. So it got all topsy turvy and he then made it like a vow that he's like, I'm going to kill every version of myself. So I will be the only conqueror. I will be the only cane. None of these other canes are me. I will be the only cane to conquer. And he made a very, very promise on that. I know that's a lot to take in. But you actually, I like how you, alluded to all these other Kangs, because you actually get a taste of that in one of the post-credits scenes mm-hmm. where they show all these different versions of Kang, and wait a second, there's a lot more to this with well, time travel. So th- yeah, but that, that's kind of confusing, though, because it wouldn't be time travel. It would be, like, or quantum u- realm universe travel. travel, like, if you're trying to destroy different versions of yourself. I, or, I mean, I don't know how you would... I, I would be confused with, like, the time version of myself as opposed to the, you know, because they got this multiverse now of... Are you killing me in the past, or are you killing me in a different universe? Well, it's both, because certain, what was it, it's a paradox, so that's why you can't go back. So, like, if you do something, say you went back to the younger version of yourself, you can't talk to your younger version of yourself, because if you do, then you would already know so much, because you already know everything about yourself when you were young, so if you do anything, the time will completely go out of whack, and what you thought 
you did then is going to be different now because you already know what's going to happen. So that's right. going to mess up your time right now as opposed to back then. Different time. We kind of saw that too in Avengers Endgame mm-hmm. where they do the whole time or time travel or time shifting or alternate universe shifting and creating. You can't mess up the timeline. Yeah. It's not like Back to the Future. It's much more. They, the way they explain in the movie is way better than I can explain it now. Just look up the YouTube clip of how they explain to uh, Mark Ruffalo or Bruce Banner in the film, how they do time travel in the MCU. It's it's so many directions they can go. But I, I like Kang the Conqueror. I thought uh, uh, that, um, who did I have here? Oh, yeah, Jonathan Majors did a tremendous job in the he role. He's really having well. a big breakout year. He has some other big performances coming up too, right? Yeah, uh, he's going to, he did, what was it? He did Devotion uh, last year, and and now he's getting ready for, of course, Creed 3. Yeah, Creed 3, and that's it. Gosh. He's like the big new villain for yeah, uh, Michael B. Jordan. Yeah, and he's just got and jacked. Creed 3 is coming out, I think, in like two or three weeks too. Yep. He's got a yep. huge, it's probably like his big boom or bust a oh, month yeah. for him for his career. What, oh, yeah. He, he's had a big career. Like, he from... He actually started all the way back from... Uh, it was 2020 with uh, Lovecraft. And then he did, of course, Devotion. And then he did this one, uh, which was this big one. And then, of course, he's going to do his bigger one, which is in Creed 3. Yeah. And my gosh, man. He's just... He's the just first, getting, yeah, the first time I saw him was Love, the Lovecraft Country. Yeah. Is that what it is? Yep, yep that's yeah. what it is. Yep. But they never made a, a second season of that. Yeah, they said um, one of the stars who passed away, I forget his name, he's a very good actor, but he passed away, and I think they just couldn't carry on without him. It kind of yeah, that, that, was the, that was the first time I saw him, and, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. and I, I like him. I thought he did a great job as Kang. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And I think like, he's going to do fantastic in Creed. Oh, yeah, yeah he got immensely jack and he's just like oh, stay wow. tuned for a review in a few weeks i'm looking forward to talking well, yeah, about I mean, that you one. can even see in the picture uh you know right behind us here like he has that just like perfect just stale standoffish yeah, face yeah that, you know it's pretty hard to pull off yeah and i mean i've seen it in denzel washington and many other actors but i mean but nobody could pull it off much like denzel but he like paul said yeah he's got that standoffish look that's like don't mess with me, dude. I will hurt you. <laughs> now, there's a big focus on Michelle Pfeiffer's past and how she first interacted with Kang to kind of set up his backstory. And now we got uh, Ant-Man's or Paul Rudd's character, uh, his his daughter, who's now kind of in her teenage rebellious phase, getting all grown up and getting her own suit and powers. So did this correlation, do you guys have the same correlation to this like I did, where did it come off like the Pims and Ant-Man family? kind of feels like a fantastic four-esque family super team i was getting the vibes from it in this film because it's like almost every actor or cast member from the pym family gets their their time to shine i i i wouldn't say fantastic four-ish in, in a way sure but may uh but it's more where i like that they're all working together and though i wish hank would have put back on his suit which would have been so awesome uh, but I think, you know, his, he's like, my time's over, and I think Scott will be a better Ant-Man than me, so... True, yeah. Well, you do get that big family, uh, final family showdown with Kang, yeah. where a lot of, like, you got Cassie and the Wasp and Ant-Man all, comp- all teaming up to, to take down Kang. I thought that was a, a, a fun final battle. Mm. I also like the fact that him and Scott went at it, and Kane, like I said, Kane in the comic books does not pull any punches. He will hurt you, <laughs> and he's very powerful, <laughs> and especially in the movie. He's the same way. He pulls no punches. He will hurt you, and he actually wanted to kill Scott. <laughs> so speaking of these darker themes, you know, we mentioned already Ant-Man films, more family-friendly, kid-friendly. Do you think this one still kind of has that same overall theme and vibe, or do you, same broad appeal, or is, I don't... 
Paul and I were talking about uh, after the film. This one seemed like it had a little bit more of an edge. Not like a huge, like, hard PG-13, close in R rating, but compared to the first two Ant-Man uh, films, this one seemed like it, it was a little bit more edgier. doesn't have to be as kid-friendly. Did you get the same vibes from that, too, Victor? I, I thought I this was way better than the, the first two. Yeah, I, I liked the first two, but this one with Kane in it, I knew it was going to get a little bit more serious. And I knew they had to throw some jokes in there just for the kids and for, you know, people of comedy. But, of course... I, I knew once Kane was in there, there was n- going to be no pulling punches, and, and yeah. I know he will return as a very, very threatening presence. Well, well, I mean, one of the best parts of this is, you know, when he basically turns into Ultraman yeah. and is like, you went back on your word, and he's as big as a skyscraper, yeah. just, you know, <laughs> mowing things down. I was like, all right, that's, that's pretty bad. <laughs> yeah, that was like, <laughs> right. your word is everything. <laughs> I know. Uh, I kind of got a fun text I wanted to bring up for my dad. He's a big comic book fan. He has a huge collection, so I always like to pick his brains about how the how the the film represented the comic and what he thought of it. And he sent me this message this morning. He said he it's one of the best movies he's seen in a long time, uh, for especially with this new storyline, and not one that is repeated and copied time and time again over and over. Pretty refreshing movie, he said, overall. So give a shout-out to my dad for that and like getting his perspective on comic book movies. So... Um, but and then other than that, I know we referenced earlier. You sound like we're all other than like they kind of they ran that one joke into the ground too many times. Pretty good representation of Modoc. I, I I would say in in all fairness, I mean I know what they were trying to do with Darren, which went a little bit overboard. But the fact that I already knew who, what they were gonna do, um, I still I was happy that Modoc was in there, even if he wasn't in there for a full half of the movie. Still, I appreciated them for even including him in there. So, part of me surprised they went all the way with it. Give him props. People who have no idea who Modoc is, I could see them being being completely just bamboozled. I'm like, who the heck is this guy with the tiny legs and arms and teeth? And okay, sure, Darren from the first film, but. I would completely understand if that took him out of the movie, but being familiar with Modoc from some of the comics and the old cartoon shows, I was like, oh my God, they brought him in here. <laughs> right, that's what I thought you know. too. I, d- I didn't think they were going to, but then I was like, okay, let's go. I think they could have probably doubted him ba- back, his involvement in the film, like probably by like about 20%, because I think they kind of go a little too much with him in some scenes, but... He, uh, I think just because he was, he was a scientist originally in the comics, and then he got turned into a, a weapon of mass destruction and then he worked in the cartoon like so he in iron man he worked for the mandarin a little bit he worked for a, he created his own uh evil organization which is aim uh which is a very dangerous organization in the marvel uh marvel universe and the comics um so he was a pretty big presence uh despite this <laughs> what was the anagram for modok again Oh uh, gosh! Murder, me- death. Uh, what was it? Uh, mechanized weapon. O- what was it? Mechanized organism only made for uh, killing. Yeah. So, yeah. It was. Yeah. It was quite the mouthful. Yeah. It was. <laughs> but uh, so, final thoughts. Ant Man, Quantum Mania. I'm. I'm with you, Paul. My favorite of the three Ant Man films. Rotten Tomatoes is kind of mixed. Audience is 84 percent. Critic aggregate score is 47%. Some people are saying this is the worst. It sounds like that's starting to be the little ground swelling. Victor, how, how do you, what says you? It was not that bad. I, I think people are so harsh on superhero movies that they expect them to be so big and spectacle and all this other stuff. You, you, you got to find balance, you know. Uh, the, and I've learned this many times too, and I've said this plenty of times. Movies and comic books, they're two different entities. Not one, one of them is going to have to give on something. So they did this with The Crow. They did this with 
uh, Daredevil, they did this with Blade as well. You know, you're not going to get the grittiness that you did in the 90s, so you have to remember that. Uh, this was a different time, and this is, again, this is kids... Kids have to watch it too, right. so you gotta have some balance. Adults can watch it, and so can kids. So yeah. I think they got a good balance. balance for the most part. I think they they kind of the kind of things get a little off the rails a little bit here and there. I could have tightened it up a little bit how the film wraps up in the final act without spoiling it too much. But yeah, for the most part, yeah, easily favorite Ant Man film of the three. Yeah, give it a definite recommendation. Any final thoughts, Paul? Uh, well, yeah. One, I mean, one of the main reasons that I like this so much is. Because of kind of the same reason that I told you I like Avatar and all that. Mm. This isn't taking place on Earth. It takes you to an entirely different universe Mm. that your imagination can run wild Mm. with. You know, so you don't have to plant yourself in Chicago or whatever else, Mm. you know, and just watch special effects. If you're going to watch special effects, an entire movie, well, let's just make it an entirely new world. Why not? So that's why I give it a thumbs up. Mm. Yeah. Victor, would you say... we're sticking around for both post-credit scenes. I only stuck around for the first one. I just don't have the time anymore to stick around for two <laughs> post-credit scenes anymore. But uh, um, there, you know what? I enjoyed seeing. Um, the I like the first scene. one. Yeah. yeah, I like the. I like enjoying the the second one. There was a little bit of it when I thought they were gonna just clump them all together, but then I thought, okay, they just cut it in two. So I thought, oh, well, this is going to be... Really so what were the post-credit scenes again? Well, the first uh, one was all the Kangs. Yeah. Oh, yeah, and, that's and right. Then, yep. And then that was the second one, too, because they More were, Kangs for the second one? Yeah, and oh. then it was going into, uh, I guess... I guess, can I say it? Uh, or I don't, if, uh, if it's just like more Kangs, maybe keep it a little vague there. Yeah, it was, just, just, it was, just, it. It was just about more Kangs, really, and then you'll see a very familiar face, and I'll tell you it's more how do i say it he's a criminal and he's you've all seen him in many movies that i'll only say it that way i'm sorry all right. no just tell me well, he... all right there we go i muted the mics there for a second <laughs> so. so yes he is a criminal and for all you who don't know he's a criminal who's been in many different troubles over the years he's kind of right. gone back and forth so yeah all right. Well, Victor, I'm going to throw it to you here next. That is our takes on Ant-Man and the Wasp in Quantumania. It's time for us to feel our heads, not with popcorn, but for your topic this week I got from your notes, the final lesson. Yeah. Um, so I thought it was funny when this was presented to me. Um, so this was actually, it came from uh, the last of Teen Titans. Um, so... As you all can imagine, I love that show. I know a lot of people do. Um, they miss the original version of that show. Um, now, they were supposed to make a fifth season of that show. Unfortunately, um, it did not pan out the way they thought. Um, but the actor who played Cyborg had said this, and I thought this was such a great send-off for just every character in, in there. So the last time I had saw it when I was a kid, uh, this was give you a quick synopsis on it. So Tara had died and Beast Boy had gone looking for her. And unfortunately, he found her in a high school and she was she was actually in a private uh, school for girls. And unfortunately, he said, like, Tara, he's like, but she's like, that's not my name, you know, and that really confused him. And so he kind of tried to convince her of her life, uh, you know. Post Tara, you know, she was working for Slate at the time, and it really just more confused her. And by the end of the episode, she had said, Look, I know you miss this person and you think I am this person. I may look like this person, but I am not the girl that you're looking for. And so, 
which ties into what I'm going to say. Uh, the, the actor who played Cyborg had said. So what the lesson was was that, you know, I think when we're a teenager, you know, life kind of comes at us like certain times in our lives and we think it's going to be the same like we have all these friends and all these things we love and care about but are they going to stay the same well no because as you get older you're not going to get the same aspects you do as you're a teenager because teenagers like their life is like this and where you're an adult it becomes a little bit more slow and steady and so you're not going to get everything you want so all the friends and people you make and all the things you did are going to completely change and that's the final lesson, really, is that, you know, yeah, we all have to adapt. We all have to grow. We all have to change. We all have to be different in some way. It sucks, and I'm not a big fan of change myself, but it, it, it is what it is, and I think only you can make it better by just, you know. There's one meme line that goes along with what you've been saying that I cannot agree with more and more. The more I see it the last several years, the more prominent I see it all the time. It, and it's exactly. three simple words. Yeah. Adulting is hard. Yes, it is. It is It is not easy. It is not easy by any means, but I think it's, how do I say? What's it's, this thing called bills? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> What's taxes, you know? But I think that's the, the greatest thing about it is that you're, you're learning a lot more about yourself and, and what you do. As, as the quote says, I'm not here to be, I'm here to understand. I'm not here to be understood. Because they say, what are you, uh, what is the meaning of the world? What is the meaning of life? Um, I think even a psychologist, to quote one of my favorite shows, which is Greek, still one of the greatest TV shows ever. I wish it had gone further. Um, but he said, the reason why we're on this earth is to learn, to understand, to grow, to build, to adapt to things that we normally thought we couldn't do, but we did. So, I mean, that's pretty much what it is. All right. Well, Victor, I always appreciate what you fill our heads with each week. Looking forward to what you have in store for us next week. Always appreciate it. What we have in store for everyone right now is a word from our friends at O for Heaven's Cakes, where there's nothing better than treating yourself to some good homemade baked goods, and that's where O for Heaven's Cakes comes in. They have the best cupcakes for special occasions or just a treat. I know I had an excellent coffee cake muffin from them last week. Victor, did you get your weekly uh, ritual stop in last week? I didn't have time, but I would have gotten my pumpkin muffin, of course, because, man, they were so good. <laughs> yeah, those are awesome, too. So we recommend you walk in and check them out. They also got lunch and soup with keto, gluten-free, vegan, diabetic options. If you're a business owner and want to make sure to treat your employees, make sure to check out their employee Discount offerings and O for Heaven's Cakes. They are located on the north backside of the Grand Cities Mall, open Tuesday through Friday from 10 to 4. And on Saturdays from 9 to noon, you can call them up at 701-757-2253 or email O for Heaven's Cakes at yahoo.com. Be a beautiful cupcake in a world full of muffins. That's O for Heaven's Cakes in the Grand Cities Mall. If you're looking for a cake job, well, O for Heaven's Cakes is hiring too. Make sure to check them out in the Grand Cities Mall for their employment opportunities. All right, we are back, and Paul, we're going to throw it to you. I know you saw a bunch of movies this past week. You said uh, we originally kind of lumped these into quick takes, but we've decided to mix in your quick takes because you had a bunch of other stuff too. So got you saw the TV show uh, Carnival Row, and I know we kind of reviewed it a few weeks ago, but you got around to seeing Babylon. Mm. Yeah. So what would you like to start off with? I know Babylon, that's, uh, that's kind of that, that big, big... A-list filled movie with Brad Pitt, yes. uh, Margot Robbie, a yes. uh, bunch of other names, even smaller roles, too. Yes. And, yeah, you can see the poster he got pulled up there. It was kind of going for that big prestige art house movie feel. 
And then, yeah, for Carnival Row, that's a TV series. And I was kind of looking up the synopsis for that. It was pre- like fantasy world where humans and creatures clash, all kinds of things to go from. What would you like to start off with? Well, we'll start with Babylon. I just watched that last night. Um, it's long. It's three yeah. hours long. Three hours. But I managed to finish it because it was good. Mm. This was. What's that streaming on now? Peacock, is it? Uh... I'm not sure where I saw. Maybe HBO Max. I, I can't remember offhand. I figure it'd be HBO Max. Yeah. Yeah. I know. I want to say I saw something saying it just hit one of them. Yeah. Now this was very in the style of uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Mm. Yeah, that's a fair comparison. Yeah, yeah and which say. is funny because it's also got Brad Pitt. But mm. you know, it kind of follows the Hollywood movie scene. But this is like back when there were silent movies. Yeah. And favorite the, era. The first twenty minutes of this movie. Mm. You're like, what, what is going on here? How about that R rating? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, so, yeah, definitely don't watch this with your kids. Yeah. And, <laughs> you know, just to, to even make that first 20 minutes, I can't believe that how they even pulled that off with, like, actors and actresses, mm. like, basically having this, like, giant orgy party thing that was going on. But it was such an interesting movie, though, because it kind of, like, shows how Hollywood kind of the conception of it and how disgusting Hollywood actually is, mm. you know, and transitioning from silent films to talkie films. Yeah. Yeah. From, yeah. Silent to sound and just, you know, the, the, the people that are the directors and you know how they're trying to capture like every perfect moment yeah. and, and the actors like how, yeah, I wouldn't say arrogant. What's the, you Smug. Know, oh, perfectionist. The, the, the vanity that, yeah, that the, they're looking for. But, you know, and then it gets to the end and you got like Tobey Maguire. Tobey Maguire. Oh, my God. I mean, you know, I can't, I can't have, think of Spider-Man now after this when you see Tobey Maguire. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. talk about it. Spectac- I, I, I mean, this movie just goes down so many paths that yeah. are just like just completely. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah, it blows your mind, man. It's so coming out of it, now that you had a day or two to think about it. Yeah, and but the thing is, like all the the ways that they they filmed everything, they shot everything, the the dialogue. I mean, it was just like I said, it was just really, really well done. Definite recommendation. Yeah, I would. Yeah, I would definitely recommend this movie, but not to the faint of yes. yeah. You know, that's why I said like when we did this last uh, like. I was saying not as Dale said not like two more weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Um, I would have to say like people were not ready for this movie just because I mean when you see it this was this was Hollywood and in a nutshell. <laughs> so yeah, that's all it, you could say. You know, you talk about having that kind of money and fame back then where there's really no regulations on no. anything. No. Yeah. I mean you could see these these kind of parties and stuff happening oh, yeah. in Hollywood. It's on Paramount Plus. I just looked. Okay, that's what it was. Yep. Paramount. Yep. So okay, so the other show you saw, Carnival Row TV series uh, that you just wrapped up with, and so what? What I saw in your creatures clashing with humans is uh, just of this one. Yeah. So uh, I watched the first season of this, and now they finally came out with the second season. Yeah, and I looked at some research. There was like a three or four year gap. Yeah, it was a long time ago since the first season, and it's got Orlando Bloom. Uh, it's got the girl from Valkyrie. I've, that's the only thing I've ever seen her in before. Oh, okay. Um, but yeah, I mean, this is again not one to watch with your kids. They get they get pretty graphic in this one. Mm. But it, it's it, it's interesting because it's you have uh, humans and then you have uh, 
it's almost like Hellboy in a way, mm. where you have humans and then you have this other, you know, these race of uh, fairies and goat people or whatever. Mm. Um, and the two of them, they don't get along. So it's almost like, I wouldn't say a racial thing, mm. but they're they're kind of throwing that in there. Like, you know, you have the, the two classes. You have the the ones that are... Just like they have their historical rivalry. Well, it's you have the humans, and then you have the ones that are not human. Yeah, kind of like uh, if you've ever read the comic book Fables. So, like, the fa- old fable fairy tale kind of creatures, they have their side, and humans have their side. Exactly, and I think Hellboy kind of goes into that same path. Yeah, they're, they're, but they unlike that, I think in, in Hellboy, the BPRD makes sure is that they do live among us. We don't see them very often. We have to go down to their territory, though. Yeah. So, I mean, they want to make sure that they are to be left alone. Yeah, and so this one, they, they do live together. Um, but Orlando Bloom got jacked for this, too. He's huge. Uh, and it's it's really interesting, you know, just following the storyline because there's he's kind of like a murder detective. Mm. So there's a, there's a murder detective story going on, and then uh, his girl that he's in love with, she's on the other side. She's like, you know, one of the, the fairy people mm. or whatever you want to call them. And there's a couple of other side stories of, you know, a human girl falling in love with, I think they call him a peck, which is a guy that looks like a goat, basically. Mm-hmm. And they're like, that's blasphemy. You can't have a goat hooking up with white women. Yeah. <laughs> 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 it's just basically what it comes down to. <laughs> uh, but, uh, you know, it, it's, it's, it's well done. It's entertaining. Um, but it is graphic. There are some pretty gruesome scenes in there but i I, I would definitely not start the second season without watching the first season because there's like uh an underlying monster that they're trying to expose so there's like basically like a a serial killer but it's a a monster they're pretty connected then yeah and so you got the detective guy trying to figure out who this surreal monster thing is mm. and then you got these other side stories of these people well, it's not are, a big ask if it's if it's both the seasons are awesome watches yeah. well the second it's only on uh, episode two of the second season oh okay so it's just kicking off just underway yep okay yep that's so amazon prime i want to see if i looked into it right yep yep that's yeah it's an amazon original all right wow. good okay. deal all right well you mentioned murder and mysteries so victor i know coming up here next you are kind of Doing a flashback here, flash cinema classic here. They did a remake recently, so you're telling us all about the original 1974 version of Murder on the Orient Express. I really love this movie just because um, Agatha Christie, like what a beautiful, beautiful novelist that she is. Um, It. Now this this is the original film. Uh, now the n- the new one, of course, that was created was created by Kenneth Branagh like four or five years ago. Yeah, and uh, of course he did again with Agatha Christie's uh, you know um, Death on the Nile. Uh, again, what a beautiful novelist she is, and she's really good at like detective stories. And she really made the uh, now it's the same character who was in there. The de- one of the detectives who was in there, um, he of course just kills it every single time he pretty much makes sure that he investigates everybody and every detail in this film is just like in the original just like in the new one i was gonna say in the picture on the back of the screen behind us too here is that you sean can connery yep that's sean connery yeah sean connery and you can just see too the detective there just 
had that suspicious. Like he's, got, you could tell just by the picture behind me. This is a whodunit film. He's just investigating everybody. Yeah, and I mean, you got so much talent in here. You got Sean Connery. You got, of course, Ingmar Bergman. You got uh, even even some of the ones that like Michael York. I did. I was like, and I haven't seen him in many films like for a long time. So I mean, this was, and of course, directed by Sidney uh, Lumet of Twelve Angry Men and Dog Day Afternoon and Network, which is one of he's one of my favorite filmmakers. And man, yeah, did I love he Twelve did Angry Men. The same. And Network was oh man, I don't think you could show Network now because that's that's a movie that's too powerful. <laughs> But, something's out of date in that one it, no just, it's, just, it's just it's like Babylon people are not ready to see that or because it's way too powerful and it's 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 a movie that not only spoke to not only myself uh, but it's just a movie that was so powerful that I don't think you could even show it to people now because so, they're not ready to handle it <laughs> so Murder on the Orient Express I still need to see the new one uh, you think the new, the new one is faithful representation or faithful update of this one would you recommend both or one over the other I would say I mean I like the I like the this one. I mean, I like Kenneth Brenner's take on it because he did really good, and he's really good with like uh, just based uh, movies based on books, as well as you know as stage plays of like Henry V and uh, of course Shakespeare's uh, work as well. Um, I know that he. Uh, he he did very well on the uh, Death of Nile, of course, and this one. I would say watch both because they're both beautiful treats of work to of the Agatha, I can't even say Agatha Christie, excuse me. Um, and both of them did delivered very highly. So, so was this your first time seeing the original, or have you seen it before? No, this is the first time I'd seen it, um, and really, it was a treat to behold. And my gosh, just everyone on in, this was in the seventies, so you can imagine, like Sean Connery, of course, being that he dominated the 60s as well as the 70s and 80s, of course, with his take on James Bond, of course, and, of course, the Oriental Express. And not only to mention, of course, with double back-to-back with, of course, Indiana Jones. And though he said his last film was, of course, you know, League of Extraordinary Gentlemen based on a great comic book by the great Alan Moore, unfortunately, I would still say he wanted to keep acting, but I think that was kind of his swan song to be done. But Yeah, wish he would have had a better end cap, but, uh, you know, he did do a video game voice work for one of the Bond video games after that, yeah, but that I doesn't really count, but uh, and I think he did like a short film too, He did, but like not really a full flesh. yeah, I wish he would have had a better, they were trying to get him, I think, for Indiana Jones 4, but he's like, no, no, I'm enjoying retirement. Yeah, <laughs> I think he enjoyed yeah. a lot with his grandkids. Um, any key takeaways on seeing this original nods or differences to the remake that kind of made things kind of flesh out a little better? So the the thing was is that, okay, so Johnny Depp in the, the new one uh, played the detective, so I thought it was really interesting how um, in his his take on the detective a little bit was more because it's Johnny Depp, you just let him do what he wants to do because yeah. he's just so good. Uh, but I think in this one, it's more this one's more personal than the so the the new one is kind of like very somber, whereas this one is too. But this one is more like it's more personal interactions with people than than the new one because I feel like the new one is the same way, but it's. This one is more personal in a way like the vendetta in the movie gets like involves family and people like all these people who really you don't think are connected to any of the things that you'll see, but they are. And and, and when you look at how they all came together and they did the murder, it was really it was just wow. Like it was really it's sad, but it was very like very vengefully. Um, that's why I like the original one. I mean, I like the new one too, but the original one had more of like a, 
like that fist in your face kind of both have their have their strengths so yeah safe to say though original safe recommendation oh heck yeah Absolutely, absolutely. Two thumbs extremely yeah. way up for Sounds the original like one. Rod Tomatoes critic aggregate 90%, audience 78%, so that's like yes. all the validation too, along with your, you know, I was going to say, you got me convinced. I, I need to see this and the remake still. They're on my, <laughs> my damn it, Dale, you need to see this list. <laughs> like, like I said, the, uh, the new one, in, uh, I love the new one. I love Kenneth Branagh. He's a great actor and great, even great director as well. Um, but yeah, I like the original one just because there was such a powerhouse of actors, as, they were, as well as the, even the new one, but Man, like they, the seeing all these like old like actors and great ones in their prime was just a treat. All right, well said. So we're gonna move things along here. Just want to give a shout out if you would like to help support GFBS. Make sure to hit the, up that donate link on the top of the GFBestSource.com website, or leave us a review on Google or your favorite podcast app. Both are great ways to support us, and we thank you for watching and checking out GFBS and all our other shows. All right, Victor, I know you've been hyping it up for a few weeks. Uh, Action Figure Showcase. I know last week it took a little break, a little hiatus. It's back this week. You said you brought one in for us? I did bring one in, um, but like I said, this isn't one I've been hyping up. That comes out in March, which is not really far away, but this one is just taking their place. So All right, so while Victor goes and grabs that here, um, I will just say real quick that I know he he said it got delayed to March, so just a few weeks out, and it'll be in store. So in case newer viewers don't know, Victor, he's a huge Vic, uh, figure collector, brings in a figure each week to kind of run down his favorite of. I know sometimes you do some customization tweaks. So what do you have for us today, Victor? I see you have a certain Crusader. Yes, so this is uh, Injustice Batman. If you can't see him, you can see him a little bit. Um, but he's, this time he's not green, I know. Um, so, I mean, uh, this is Injustice Batman. This uh, In the Injustice, of course, world, this was when it really got serious. So when Joker, uh, being the dastardly vile man that he is he went 200 million steps way too far and he killed uh lois's baby and killed lois as well um so what he did quick synopsis on it so uh basically what happened was joker had filled uh basically all the justice league members with uh fear scarecrow sphere toxin and so superman thought he was fighting doomsday and he took him all the way up in space to suffocate him but what he really didn't know as when it weared off he found that his pregnant wife Lois he took her up into space and killed her and being that he can breathe and she can on there that devastated him to no end he was so pissed and you should never piss off Superman he flew back down to the jailhouse and literally confronted Joker Batman tried to stop him he pushed him out of the way and just literally like just jammed his entire arm in in Joker's, like, just stomach. And literally, he was still laughing as you could just see a bloody, just, like, literally arm on Superman. Yeah, I played the... I haven't read the comic. I I played the games, and that almost par for par what you said there yeah shocking stuff it, it was just oh my gosh i mean i've seen superman do that before um on certain levels but uh when he needs to but no just he gave no so fucks. He this just, this figure that corresponds to is it another mcfarland line or a different manufacturer this is mcfarland line and this was from uh one of his page punchers which i thought was really a good idea so a page puncher is basically where you get a figure and an action figure um it's kind of like what Marvel Legends did uh, it back 
in the day of like early. Oh, yeah, I remember yeah, they used to include a comic. Yep, and yeah. that was uh, back in the Toy Biz days, which I loved it completely because I got my action figure. I could play with it, and I could also read their stories, which I thought was pretty clever. Um, and I like that McFarlane does that too. Um, in certain uh, circumstances, he did this. I think just because of Marvel. Now I know he says he has a huge hatred of Marvel, but the fact that he took some of their ideas, uh, you know, you can't really blame the guy for doing so. It's kind of a weird dynamic. He's doing toys for DC characters, including DC Comics, but mm. he's still like the owner of the Spawn character, and still, yeah. which is still doing Image Comics. So it's, yeah. it's nice that they're able to, you know, find some middle grounds that allows them to work with DC and still do. Do his own material because he still does the covers for the Spawn comics, I believe. Right? Yeah. He yeah. Does, not only that, but he still works on the stories as well, and he he's been doing that for so many years. I think it's the longest running comic that hasn't had yeah. a restart now. Yeah. Right? No, yeah. it's it actually it had its oh or long did, or time did it ago. do a restart? No, it didn't do I any. I think it's restarts. over four hundred now, right? Yeah, this was they because they did their one hundredth issue many many years ago. I like ninety two, ninety three. Yeah. Well, even ninety two. So like the first one, of course, was number one. And it like blew up immensely. It beat not only sales of Marvel and DC. Oh, I combined. remember the stories. Yeah, yeah, I was like in the big, big boom. But yeah, uh, and they were they now it's official that literally Image, Marvel, and DC are all big three comic book companies completely. So oh, yeah. equal market share. Oh, absolutely. Wow. At least for comics. Yeah. Well, because they beat them out of the records. Like even in the nineties when they were going through a very horrible bankruptcy day, like. Image really came out of the like the image, and then I remember Dark Horse and Malibu were pretty big there for a couple oh, of years. Yeah. Yeah. We, that's a whole another story for another day. Oh, but yeah. yeah, I'd love to do a side topic on that in a future episode. But we need to keep things moving along. I'm looking forward to the figure you have for us next next week, Victor. Oh, of course. Like I said, you guys are gonna love it. As I thought was like, I lost my mind over it, so I can't wait. <laughs> All right, now we mentioned at the top of the show favorite soda you like to bring to the movies, so. With the movie theaters, good place to get soda. You'll see it going on in the video behind me. That's the River Cinema 15 and the Shire Bar and Grill. We want you to make them your next dinner and a movie destination. Both are located inside the River Mall in East Grand Forks. Now, you can either dine inside the movie memorabilia-laden restaurant, the Shire, Shire, or take your meal to the movie you'll be attending. Take it to go. Can't go wrong with that combination. Some of this week's featured attractions are, like we talked about a little earlier, Ant-Man and the Wasp in Quantumania, Devil's Peak, Marlowe and Consecration. And, uh, yeah, some big movies opening this weekend, which we'll touch on shortly. Uh, River Cinema has awesome specials with Tuesday $5 movies all day long and the Senior Matinee special with $5.50 Senior Matinees on Wednesday and Thursday. River Cinema 15 has multiple theaters with luxury recliners, expanded concessions that now serve adult beverages, like if you like Paul's favorite soda, (laughs) and it's family-owned and operated by the same company that owns the Grand Theater in Crookston, and you can find all their showtimes for for the Crookston Theater at morefamilytheaters.com, or for the River Cinema 15 showings, you can go to their website, rivercinema15.com, so check them out, River Cinema 15 and the Shire Bar and Grill. So speaking of upcoming new releases, I got a handful of uh, noteworthy new new, uh, streaming and theatrical releases. So new on Hulu this week, third season of Animaniacs, the Mm. reboot. Uh, it came out. I remember growing up with Animaniacs. It was a Hello, huge. Hello, nurse. nurse. Yeah, I love that. <laughs> yes. Hello, nurse. Pinky and the brain, brain, brain. Oh, my goodness. So, yeah, reboot of the 90s classic. That was like my destination after school viewing with Tiny Toons. Oh, gosh. So many good memories of it. Hulu brought it back with a reboot. They were only going to reboot it for just two seasons, but 
Fan demand and popularity of this reboot led to him coming back for a third season with our favorite characters, Yakko, Wacko, and Dot. Yep. Oh, my goodness. Full of all kinds of great pop culture and Warner Brothers references. Uh, yeah. If you are not familiar with it, check it out. All 10 season three episodes dropped last weekend on Hulu. Have you guys seen the new episodes yet? I, I watched them with my sister, and they're pretty funny. They just go ham on the reference, which oh, I, I love. love I, I need there. Um, I need to. I need to. I need to catch up. Love the originals as a kid. Uh, next up on Apple TV Plus is a movie called Sharper, and this has Sebastian Stan, the Winter Soldier himself, playing Max, a, a grifter, and Julian Moore playing Madeline, a, a woman dating a billionaire, and John Lithgow, who's playing the said billionaire. And yeah, so this will have. Uh, a relationship movie filled with lies, scams, and all kinds of misdirection. Uh, I wish I had Apple TV+. Plus. I had to draw a line on the streaming services somewhere. Yeah, you kind of have to. But I miss Julianne more. I love her. So Yeah, she she's very... She only does, like, a, what, a movie every two or three years. Yeah. She, she's dialing it back. She's very, very great. Yeah, she's she's a mom now. So, and I love Sebastian Stane. Very good actor he is. And John Lithgow, I haven't heard from him since he did uh, Rise of the Planet of the Apes with James Franco in them. So, yeah. All right, next up is, uh, I was hoping to catch the first episode of this coming to today's show, but we'll probably review, I don't know if you've seen it yet, Paul, uh, maybe we'll do a little mini-review of the first two or three episodes next week. Uh, final season of Picard, the first episode dropped last uh-huh. week. So season three, they said this is the last season. They filmed season two and three at the same time. Patrick Stewart, back as Mr. Jean-Luc Picard himself. He, you know, the first two seasons of Picard, they kind of brought back a couple of old faces from the Next Generation cast, uh, but not everybody. But the previews already hyped up. This last season is pretty much a Next Generation re- reunion with LeVar Burden, Michael Dorn, Jonathan Frakes, Gates McFadden, Marina Sirtis, Brent Spiner, Jerry Ryan, and Mike Michelle Hurd all appearing in the third and final season. Uh, I know we've been kind of mixed a little bit on the first two seasons of Picard on the show here when we talked about it last year, but... I'll be watching this and reviewing it, sticking with it all the way, no matter how bad it is, because I think it's only going to be 10 episodes, so not too much of an investment. Paul, excitement level? Uh, I checked out on that one after the stupid scene in the uh, one where she started singing whatever. Oh, yeah, for season two, yeah, they have that dumb musical scene where it's like they make it look like a little 50s, like a little flash. Yeah, I checked out after that one. I haven't watched it an episode since. Hey, hey, I don't blame you, man. We all got to cut ourselves off somewhere. Since they announced this is going to be the final season, I'm going to watch it. Uh, Victor, any excitement level for Picard? I I love Patrick Stewart, and no matter what he does, I mean, he's he's getting up there in years, so that's another reason, too, where I'm like, all right, I'll I'll check this out. But yeah, we'll be I'll be I'll be giving a quick take mini review of it next week. I wouldn't even think that would stop him, but you never know. So. All right. Next up on Amazon Prime Video is a movie called Somebody I Used to Know. And it has uh, actually no, I take it back. I think I covered this last week. I just forgot to take it out of my notes. Right. Mm. I think I covered this last week. Yeah. Somebody used to know. Uh, this next one I didn't though. I we kind of covered it. It was one of the Super Bowl movie previews uh, hitting theaters this Friday. Cocaine Bear, yeah, <laughs> based on a true story of a in the mid '80s where a, a bear somehow found its way into the forest and found a stash of cocaine and goes on a drug filled rampage, literally. Uh. <laughs> 
and this is a true true account of this story. So yeah, Cokefield Rampage for more blow and blood. Yeah, true. <laughs> oh my goodness. So I, I'm very curious on this movie. If I have some spare time, if I, I may try and catch sneak in, sneak in a showing of this. Victor, Paul, I I want to see this just to pay tribute to the man, the myth, the legend himself, Mr. Ray Liotta. This was his last film. Oh, this was he, his last movie. Yeah, before he sadly oh passed God. away. Because man, I love Ray Liotta. Such a great actor. We will be missed. Very, very true. Yes, rest in peace, Roy Viota. That's right, I forgot he passed away. All right, so those are your noteworthy new releases. Uh, yeah, I think Cocaine Bear and Picard are on my radar. All right, so GFBS plugs. Uh, so, so for some other content going on GFBS this past week, we want and uh, coming up later this week, we want you to check out interviewed earlier today in the GFBS studios was the mayor of Grand Forks, Brandon Bochensky. He fills us in on a lot of the latest happenings and concerns in Grand Forks. He touched on a ton of topics. Uh, the Fufang plant actually got a ton of coverage there with the major uh, decisions going on with that. All the recent stuff going on in the news with like the potential school, school coming into the uh, Columbia Mall. All kinds of, they kept, they ran the gamut of all topics in Grand Forks. Check it out. Also make sure to tune in to Fork Sports Highway tomorrow night for a ridiculously unbelievable report for uh, what Tiger Woods was up to. Uh, yeah, you, you, you just have to see it to believe it. You won't, you won't believe me if I just give you the headline here. And then also the latest rundown of UND Hockey's pair of overtime classics against St. Cloud State last week. They debut for the, the the third debut with the third incarnation of the XFL. They had its opening weekend last week. Mm. Last week, so yeah, we got that and so much more in the world of sports. All this and many more shows you can find every week by searching GFBS on your favorite podcasts, social media, and streaming audio apps. All right, we're going to wind it down. Quick takes: What we got going on this week, Paul? I know you've seen a bunch of stuff. We got kind of covered it a bit. Uh, what's your latest quick takes? Okay, well, um, you know, Last of Us keeping up on that again. Episode six of nine. Yeah, so this again roller coaster ride on this show. I know last one, week we were one, high. What about uh, this episode? Now this, now this one going back low. Uh, like it's just yep, 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 yep. like come on, be consistent. Yeah, right. either it's, either entertain me or like shit or get off the pot. Uh, basically, is there if I jump in on you since I, I saw two. You know, actually, I dug this. I, I think I noticed a little pattern. You know, the, the, the episodes they have, the action-packed one is, action-packed episode in, they usually have one where they dial it down to breathe with some more story background filling in. And you get that with, you know, Joel, he's been looking for his brother, and you kind of get to, that's the big focus on this episode, finding his brother and the settlement, what's going on with him and where they go from there. You get a little bit of action at the end, but it's just a little bit. Yeah. yeah. They could have definitely had a little bit more. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, unless all this stuff ties in together, it's just one silly storyline after another i mean mm. what what purpose did that city serve mm. if it doesn't have anything to do with something in the future mm. which i'm thinking it's probably not going to just like the episode where either two gay dudes had, had their camp like they're not yeah. probably going back there yeah. i mean it's it's just one storyline after another and it's just it's getting old. Like, okay, we're gonna have an action, and then we're gonna have a little storyline, and then we're gonna have an action. Oh, for some reason, I think since this is his brother, yeah. and I, I got a feeling that this will they'll probably touch on it. I'm, I just got this guy instinct. They're gonna touch on it at least one more 
once more this season. Yeah. Victor, did you see it? I did. Um, actually, I was coming home actually from yesterday because we had just watched a movie, and then I saw my friends. They were watching it a little bit, and so I was watching it with them. And you know what? Honestly, uh, like Dale, um, and I also agree with Paul, I think, honestly, if you're going to do a show based on a video game, because this video game had been not only popular among many people but it, it does go it is a roller coaster that, that's for sure it you know because he's trying to find his brother and they're touching a little bit not so very much on the city because i thought it literally like when they had the city in the background of the poster i thought wow this is really really cool i thought they were going to touch on that because it's nothing but a destructive mess and that's what the future looks like in there and so i thought yo okay well they'll they'll do you know like dale said they'll do the the action and then they'll come back with the you know trying to find his brother trying to find this and a little bit more human somber moments a little bit more um as long as they don't do yeah that kind of commercial thing they tried to do with the two gay dudes i was fine with that i like the somberness i like the quietness of it because at least you'll see more action as it kind of goes on he'll find his brother i'm sure eventually and then we'll get back to the action but either way so yeah Three more episodes left. We'll see where it goes from there. Paul, other quick takes from the week. I know you've seen, you've seen a few other things here, too. Yeah, I've been watching uh, 1923, the Harrison Ford one. That one's got a lot of side stories, too. Mm. They got, like, this little romance story with um, one of the kids that's supposedly going to come back and, you know, save the day. It's entertaining enough, but, you know, it's just another spinoff of uh, Yellowstone. I mean, I think this is the third spinoff mm. of Yellowstone. It's got, Harris, it's got Harrison Ford, so I mean yeah. that's how they drew people into it. Mm. If he wasn't even in the show, I probably wouldn't even have watched it. Mm. How's Ford? How's Ford's performance in it so far? He does. He doesn't really have that big of a thing. I mean, it is entertaining, but so they got this little side story, love story between um, his, like one of his kids that's like I said, going to come in and save the day. But this kid is—I don't know—he's going to save the day because he's like the most unlucky person on earth. Because mm. every single episode, they encounter like yeah. the most traumatic thing that they somehow get out of. Yeah. Whether it's like surviving a lion attack mm. or you know <laughs> like being stuck in the middle of the ocean yeah. and and then miraculously like a boat shows up. Like, come on, get out of here! Yeah. Like, yeah, but somehow these two—they—they—they—they they, they, they find their way through it every time. It's kind of like a—it's turning like. That's like a romance Convenient novel. Convenient happy yeah. ending, yeah. yeah. Yeah, they're making like a romance novel out of that, and then they're trying to make a Western into the other yeah. part, a Western gangster thing, yeah. and it's just like, it's not really adding up, and it's starting to just get kind of stupid. Yeah, I thought, I didn't like the whole ex machina kind of moments that they pulled on him, because I'm like, you need to at least let him, like, fail in order to become a character. You can't just keep saving him, like, oh, a boat showed up. How miraculously convincing. Yeah. No, come on, let him fail, so he'll <laughs> learn yeah all right fabio yeah exactly exactly (laughs) don't turn him into fabio nobody can be fabio nobody can be perfect yeah it's like how they say in the batman begins in order to we gotta fall to learn how to get back up exactly (laughs) nobody can be a perfect fabio i'm sorry (laughs) and then i think you had one more here paul uh oh yeah i but it's not always it it, i thought i bought it but for some reason it, it wasn't showing up on my uh purchases but King Kong versus Godzilla. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's just my go-to for, like, if I'm ever looking for anything to watch and I can't find anything. Because, I mean, it's just... That's your comfort food movie. Yeah, it's just yeah. entertainment. I mean, you can just fast-forward through the dialogue. Yeah. And just watch King Kong fight Godzilla. <laughs> exactly. and, and you're, you're good. Yeah. Well, the, well, <laughs> they, they, the, the movie title pays off. Their final clash was epic. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. It was, 
It was a fantastic movie. All right. Any I other mean, quick takes? I, mean, no, for I would the... say fantastic. Oh, but the, the special effects in it are pretty. <laughs> I mean, how can you go wrong yeah. watching King Kong right. fight Godzilla? Yes. Two and, awesome monsters taking then, out each other. Come and on, then dudes. the two of them team up together to fight Mecha Godzilla. Right? Yeah. Like, yeah. Come on. Like, yeah. yeah, that's a huge. We're going to give it its flowers. And the special yeah, yeah. effects are just on point. Like, oh, that, yeah. It's just, yeah, like you said, it's, it's comfort food. So All right. if you haven't seen King Kong versus Godzilla, you. Yeah, you. Yeah, got you to. need to reva- reevaluate your life. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Any other quick takes, Paul? Do I? I don't. I don't know. Do I? I think we went I through know. it all here. Okay. Well, good because right. we got about five minutes. Yep. I'll run through mine real quick here before throwing it to you, Victor. I will say uh-huh. I, I did see the last couple of uh, or not last, and then first two new episodes of the new oh. season of South Park. There you got new uh, episodes on either on Comedy Central or on HBO Max. Uh, first two episodes they have there's. They have their spin on TikTok videos, and how how Cartman is jealous that is that Stan is his buddy is stealing him away from him to do TikTok videos that are getting all his attention, and then they have a and you won't believe how things just branch off from there. And then the next episode, I guess the uh, they kind of touch on how the uh, the prince and princess of England how they left to go to the U.S. They kind of do their take on that. And I know you probably saw real world reports, even though they never mentioned them by name, and they're. The princess is mad about her depiction in the show, and yeah, it's it's yeah, both can't miss South Park. They are somehow immune to getting canceled. I give them props, especially just how these first two episodes go. Right. Definitely check them out. They're easy in and out. Both episodes are like twenty minutes. And then I did finish. Uh, I reviewed Bill Russell Legend last week on the show. I finished off that documentary on Netflix. Both, I mean, really good accounts of bill russell's life and career uh if you need a refresher or if you're not too familiar with it like i said on last week's review definite must watch viewing for any sports enthusiast all right victor i'll go through mine quick as well uh they're filming uh cameras or uh, cameras are rolling uh for the new blade movie it's in production now i can't wait because i mean maharshal ali like, i i know he's a great actor so i know he'll do good um uh, i don't know ready for uh, a new blade movie agreed yeah, exactly and i i they they said it was going to be rated r so i i'm just waiting for that to see where it goes from there um deadpool movie is also uh speaking of rated r uh deadpool as kevin feige said it will be rated r uh yeah exactly yeah yes please don't don't dumb it down to a pg pg 13 exactly because i know ryan reynolds wasn't gonna just deal with that crap because he he fought tooth and nail to get this movie made so i was proud of him for that and props Uh, to disney for doing it (laughs) exactly literally and you know kevin feige i i applaud him as well he at least was like yeah it's rated r we're not going to change anything let's not you know try damage the pot as we already have before we're looking at you black widow um and of course hugh jackman uh literally literally is getting more jacked shirt than ever before for this movie i mean and even at the age he's at now i mean oh my god yeah. that dude just man just he has I, a regimen man like literally he's just never gonna stop like he's always gonna be wolverine i'm sorry i love every actor who who wanted to be wolverine i'm sorry but Hugh Jackman is Wolverine. I'm sorry. I need to watch Logan. I'm due to rewatch that. Same. And oh, and another quick one, of course, uh, Ninja Turtles, the original 1990 movie, uh, literally is going to be in theaters, which I can't. Is it? Wait. Oh, it's going to oh. be in flashback theaters. Oh, cinema. flashback cinema, yeah. the river. This yeah. when's that? This weekend? Not well, not this weekend, but of next week. So oh, yeah, crap. I'm very excited to see it. Uh, I haven't seen it since I was a little kid. Same. My gosh. Oh gosh. Yeah, that's you got me excited now. What a great note to end it on, man. Yeah. (laughs) Anything else? No. All right. (laughs) Well, we will wind things down here. 
Uh, I want to give many thanks again to today's sponsors. I guess speaking of the River Cinema, River Cinema 15 and the Shire Bar and Grill, and also Oh for Heaven's Cakes and the Southtown Poorhouse. We welcome you to join us live for all future episodes every Wednesday at 1 p.m. on gfbestsource.com or our social media channels on YouTube, Twitter, Twitch, YouTube, Facebook. Find past episodes by subscribing to GFBS everywhere you find podcasts. Or check out, if you just want nice, quick, easy access just to the audio versions of the show, go to bigscreensandtvstreams.podbean.com. That way you can find just the Big Screens episodes. So easy access for all the audio versions of the episodes. And also support GFBS. Like we said a little earlier, hit that donate link on top of the gfbestsource.com website. So with that... Many thanks to Victor. Thank you, guys. Always great to be here. And remember, don't leave without your bucket helmets. <laughs> Many thanks to the human bee bopping producer, Paul. He was here with us in school. Yeah, there, there he is, clapping away. Woo! <laughs> and many thanks for all of you having us part of your day. We enjoy all of your support. We'll see you next week. Uh, yeah, maybe with a review of Cocaine Bear. Yeah. <laughs> we shall see. <laughs> all right, we'll see you then, everyone. Goodbye. <laughs>